You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Family Matters. So, on our Family Matters feature this morning, I want us to talk about modern friendships. What we have seen with technology is that it's brought these new forms of communication and connection that have both enriched but also complicated our friendships. You know, you have social media now that's made it possible to connect with people from all over the world. But it's also made it easier to maintain superficial connections. So I want us to talk about how we can build strong, meaningful connections with our friends in this age of technology, in this era where people are so busy. Because it's important to find a balance between the digital and in-person interactions to maintain a healthy and fulfilling friendship. You probably know everything about your friend. You guys still talk probably every day on WhatsApp. But has that replaced the in-person physical eh, contact with your friends? Is your friendship today the same as it used to be back in the day in terms of interactions and time spent together? Do you not think that, that friendships used to be different back in the day? Many of us, for instance, grew up thinking some of our parents' friends were family because of how present they were in our lives and how they supported each other. And it was quite leering. It was there on your face. But in these times, making time for friendships is becoming a challenge for most people. They talk on the phone. They talk on WhatsApp. They video call. They advise each other. They celebrate each other. But if you check it, you are mostly meeting, some of you, with your friends when you are celebrating someone or when you're at the funeral or when someone got a job and, oh, we have to do the dinner. Or, oh, the friend is going through a hard time, divorce or whatever the case is, and, and now you need to be there for them on the day. But how, how often in these times do we make time to be there and participate actively in each other's life? Or are we merely just checking on each other? Um, or are we really truly invested in each other's lives? Tell me how your friendship is set up right now. And if you have noticed some differences in how, in the form that your friendship has taken now, right, in comparison to what it was back in the day. 011-883-0702. You can send me a WhatsApp voice note on 072-702-1702. It's important to talk about friendships, guys, because they are an essential part of our lives. Right? It's through friendship that we find support, we find love, we find companionship. Yeah? Friends are the ones that help us navigate life's challenges, help us celebrate our successes, provide a sense of belonging right, and community. But we also need to appreciate that it takes work to create and maintain meaningful friendships. And that includes making time for each other. Sometimes we spend a lot of time wanting to fix and maintain our relationships. But trust me, friendships are just as equally important. Um, and if we get to a point where we are no longer actively participating in each other's lives, but we are passive participants, it's not going to end well in our friendship. So tell me how your friendship is set up and if you are still an active participant in your friend's life. Rivka Hada is a clinical psychologist at the Wellness Evolution. She's in studio with us. She's going to help us understand how we can strengthen these friendships um, and bring the old traits back into our modern <laughs> friendships. Rivka, welcome back to the show. Good to see you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So, um, how do you think friendships have evolved over time? Right? How do people view friendships these days, you think? Well, I think people still actually want meaningful friendships. I don't think that's necessarily changed. But I do think technology's impacted, uh, you know, the way that we form and maintain relationships in this day and age. I also think that we're still dealing with the impact, you know, the long lasting effects of COVID and that things are very disintegrated and decentralized. Um, interestingly enough, the two main predictors of life expectancy are one is your close relationships. Um, so that means people that you can rely on. Mm. And two is your social integration, which is how many people you interact with as you move about your day. You know, people, the, the person, the teller who's checking you out at the shop, um, people who greet you along the way, the person who hands you your takeout. So those are actually the two main predictors, much more than diet, exercise, anything else in terms of how long you'll live. And I think that there's been a massive decline in um, in both of those and so many patients that I see something that's so prevalent uh, for a long time now is loneliness people are feeling really lonely they don't know how to make friends I get asked that very often how do I make friends where do I find friends where do I find my people and I think it's really prevalent um, unfortunately and I think people are feeling very lost mm. um, yeah how meaningful um, are the friendships you know, these days, I mean, technology has obviously changed the way we make friends and, and the way we communicate with each other as friends as well. I've got someone on the WhatsApp line, for instance, who says, Clement, um, our friendship um, has become so superficial. We want to see each other um, at our best, but we never invite each other to our homes when we are a mess. My mom's friends used to come and cook together with her. It was so practical and authentic. And that's what I remember about my friend's mom. I used to think that for some reason we are related to them because they were present in our lives. Um, the support was there. They were active participants in each other's lives. Um, and, and I'm just wondering what has changed today. Is it because people are too busy? Or is it because people are dealing with too many problems and they just want to deal with them by themselves and only make time for friends when time is available, which is seldom? I think it's something so important to talk about. Uh, I do think that technology has changed things. And like you said, also being busy. Mm. Uh, there's no longer a time and a place for things. We're always accessible. You know, if you don't respond to a whatsapp within five minutes the fire brigade can be called you know where are you what are you doing are you okay yeah. um and i think that's really hard is that there's no sense of this is when i do a b and c shops are open for much longer now we work remotely we're always on tap i mean it used to be that only people who are really in an urgency business like let's say a surgeon had to be available all the time but i think we're so split and it's very hard to be present when our attention is, you know, so divided the whole day. I also think that with technology, I think that's a really important message from um, the WhatsApp line because I think what we're talking about is also quality. 
you know, the quality of our relationships. Exactly. And that's really important. I mean, superficial connections um, over social media, you know, it also creates, uh, increases the propensity for us to compare ourselves to others. Mm. And that also leads to a lot of inadequacy, feelings of, of emptiness, loneliness. And so it severely affects our self-esteem, but not only for the recipient, not only for the consumer or the friend who's looking at it, but also for the poster, mm. because that person is usually posting a false reality. And there's so, and then that feeds into their self-worth. And then when all the likes have been maxed out, then they need to post something else. Mm. And there's just so much emptiness. I do, yeah, I think there are lots of factors in terms of things. Why have things changed? Mm -hmm. I do think we're more stretched and we have less time to socialize. Mm -hmm. It's almost become a chore for some people. Oh, I need to like put this person in my calendar so I don't forget to call them or mm. get together or like birthdays, you know, yeah. it becomes, oh, I need to go to this birthday, but I have so much work to do. Yeah, I find that, you know, sometimes, you know, friends, are prioritizing socializing more than actually just interacting in the most genuine of ways. What do I mean? Like, hey, let's do dinner Friday night. And then we go to dinner and we just catch up on each other's lives. And I feel at some point that is not sufficient because here I am, you're asking me, so how's the marriage? How are the kids? Okay, how is work? And then we leave it there. But we're missing out on the day-to-day -day stuff where... One day I can just call you and find, how are you? How are you doing? Well, let's, why don't we do a weekend away where we're just going to chill as friends or just the two of us or the four of us and we just have a conversation. It doesn't have to be about our marriages, but just life in general. Um, and, and I find that to this day, you struggle to even find time. So when you go to your friend, they're like, okay, let me check my diary. Oh, next week, no. Should we try next month? I do that too. Because <laughs> we've become so busy. So how, how can we, uh, Rivka, build strong, meaningful connection with our friends in this age of technology, in this age where it's so easy to have superficial you know, relationships and, and friendships? I think that's a really good question. And like I said, I do think that the need is still there. I don't think that our needs have actually changed. We still want meaningful, long lasting connections and relationships. And it is just much harder to make that happen now. You know, it was much easier when shops closed at one o'clock on a Sunday or five o'clock, uh, generally. Um, I do, I do think there are things that you can do. So one is being more present when you're with someone. And, you know, and putting, what does it mean by being more present? Is it we must do lunch every Sunday or more? Come well, to my house, take my kids for ice cream. What does it mean? I think, pre well, there's consistency because a relationship mm. develops over mm. time. Mm. And so there definitely needs to be some level of frequency. But then there's also actually being fully present in the moment. I'm sure anyone who has kids can see, you know, when you're fully giving your child two minutes of undivided attention, it's worth much more than six hours of you know, distracted attention. And it's the same with any friendship is actually really being there, being present with someone, not having any distractions, totally focusing on that person. Um, so I think that's, that's something is when you are together, really being fully present. And um, then I also think limiting, you know, or scheduling time rather than scheduling time for friends, I think scheduling time for social media, because it can actually be quite addictive. And it's very hard to parent ourselves in this day and age and mm. to put those boundaries in place. 
And also maybe try to interact with one person in person mm. daily, whether it's for five minutes, whether it's, you know, not a close friend, but someone at work, a colleague. Mm. But yeah, it, it, I think it is harder these days because we're much more stretched than I think we've ever been. Mm. The goalposts keep moving of what we think is expected of us and what society does actually expect of us. Mm. Yeah. 011-883-0702. That's the number to dial. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. How's your friendship um, right now? How healthy, (laughs) on a scale of 1 to 10, how healthy um, is your friendship right now? I want to read some of your messages on the WhatsApp line, and I'll take your calls as well. Uh, on 011-883-0702. Um, Oresti uh, on Twitter says, Clement, um, what an interesting conversation. I have to say, I prefer physical connections. Um, I'll make time to meet with people face-to-face. These connections are always so much deeper um, and more meaningful. That's Oresti, what's what Oresti said there on, on Twitter. On the WhatsApp line, Lerato says, Clement, I think people take friendships for granted and don't give them the same energy they would in romantic relationships so people say they can't seem to make or maintain friendships because they don't put in the work to make it work so people are just a friend shipping through social media aesthetics and it becomes hard to find support when life really gets tough that that's a message there from lerato that we don't put as as much investment in friendships like we do in relationships something i i i think i've come to learn um rifka now in my adult years is that I I love traveling. So I spend a lot of money traveling. I love looking good. So I spend of money, right? Making sure that I, I, I look good. I want a good car. I want a nice house. But I've realized that as much as I'm investing in even relationships, even in my personal life, I need to invest in my mental health. And I never used to look at it that way. I used to think, you know, therapy, for instance, is okay, I'm going through a divorce or a breakup. Let's go to therapy. I just got fired at work. I'm fighting with my boss. Let's go to therapy. But actually, therapy is your day-to-day. You don't need to go to it because there is a trauma you've just experienced. You need to go to it because you are maintaining, same way you take your car for service. And that's how we need to do Do you think the same thinking needs to apply when it comes to friendships? Because we think relationships are the key. Like, for instance, if anybody fights with their friend, there's a light, less likelihood that they'll go to therapy and talk about it. When they fight with their lover, they will because they think, <gasps> but friendships are also, you know, they need investment, no? Definitely. I think one of the most amazing things about therapy is that somebody's spending 50 minutes or so fully focused on you without any distractions mm. and is completely invested in you and is on your team. And I think that's also with friendships, you know, real f- friendships have evolved, evolved over time. And yes, it's about mutual trust and respect and reciprocity and deep emotional connection. But it's also about somebody gently and very lovingly challenging you and shaping you into your true self. But I, I do think that therapy is for everything. You know, it's, it's definitely for uh, support. It's for working through very serious mental illness, illness but also for growth. And I am seeing that people are bringing more of their relationships 
to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's not only, you know, romantic relationships. Often it's all relationships mm. because really that is what life is about. It's relationships with everything. Your relationship with work, your relationship with your parents, with your spouse, with your friends, with your children, uh, your relationship with traveling, your relationship with your, with yourself. So I think it's, yeah, I think it actually is coming into the therapy room much more. And mm. it's actually something that clinicians look at is how strong is your support system? Mm. And we term it as a protective factor. If someone, you know, we can overcome the most difficult circumstances if we have support in place. And it's quite amazing. It's, it really, it improves our resilience. It's really one of the biggest indicators of your emotional health and, mm. and actually which leads to your physical health. Yeah. I also feel that, you know, people, a lot of people are going through so much. Like the economy is not, I mean, the interest rates hikes are showing us flames. You know, people have to sell their homes, etc. What I have found from observing other friendships and even in my own friendship is sometimes you call a friend because you want to talk to them about something. And then the conversation ends up into some issue that they're dealing with. <laughs> And you're like, excuse me, sir, I called you because I'm stressed here. <laughs> and, and sometimes I understand because we all are going through so much, right? Yeah. And, and some, sometimes when you call someone, you know, to open up to them about something, they end up feeling, oh, let me take advantage of this safe space and also tell you how I feel. And you have not even begun to start um, with how you feel, which is why it's, we must start normalizing. You know, tell your friend to come over, spend some time with them, three hours together. And not this, we're meeting for dinner just for two hours at a restaurant on a Friday night. Let's sit at home and have a conversation about our lives because that way we're going deeper and deeper into the intricacies and the challenges we're facing. Um, And we may not have the answers as friends, but at least it's it's a space for you to open up about your challenges. And in that, maybe we can figure out um, how to move forward. Some lots of voice notes are coming on 072-702-1702. Hi, Clement. It's so funny because in your 20s, you just have so many friends and so many acquaintances who you think are your friends. But the moment you turn 30 or the moment something big in your life happens, like you have children, then you just start to realize that those were just all superficial relationships based on going out and having fun. And now you just find yourself in a situation where you have just a handful of friends, just one or two. I find myself going through a very tough friendship breakup. um, And I'm just struggling to navigate through that, actually. So I'd just like to know, how can one navigate through a friendship breakup? Because it's sometimes harder than an actual relationship breakup. Thank you. Thank you. Shoo. Hey, here's what I was talking about earlier, that we, for instance, if there is a breakup with your partner, you feel they need, let me go to therapy. But then when there is a friendship breakup, some people feel, oh, it's just a friendship breakup. I've got five other friends <laughs> and two other best friends. How do you deal with, with that, um, Rivka? Because I would argue it's more difficult, in fact, to deal with a breakup with your friend than it is with your partner that you've met five years ago. Because your friend has been especially like a childhood friend, someone you've Mm. known for over 10 years. Like, don't underestimate that relationship ending because the remnants are going to be there. You're going to feel it, yeah? Yeah, I think it's incredibly difficult. Mm. Um, I think that something that naturally occurs for us is, you know, that we change over time. And... 
you know, and as we change, our needs change, our sense of self changes. And it's really hard because we, we want our friends and close people in our life to grow with us. And sometimes we're in a real growth mindset and we're working on ourselves and we're growing quite quickly. And I often see this with patients in therapy where they've done so much work and they really want their friends to be at that same stage mm, with catch them. Up. Yeah, where they're also working on themselves and also growing. Mm. And it's, it's very hard because we really want our friends to grow with us and sometimes they, they can. And it's so hard to make sense of, does this person have capacity? Can they stretch with me? Uh, or, or are there limitations? And then it's making peace with, you know, if they can and if they can't, do you still want to maintain a friendship? And it probably won't look like the friendship that you would like to have mm. going forward. But it is really, really hard. Mm. And I really have been seeing it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I like what you say about growth because that's sometimes the struggle is I've grown. I've done so much work in growing and, and you feel you know, someone hasn't necessarily done that. So even in your interest, things have changed. Like we don't longer like the same things anymore. Uh, we no longer like talking about the same things. Things you find interesting or I find interesting, you don't, vice versa. Um, and I wonder if we need to get to a level where we are mature enough to actually just acknowledge that, you know, we have outgrown each other. <laughs> or should we always force to, no, you've been my friend since grade two, therefore... You're not going anywhere. Or, or is it fine for us to actually say, you know what? We have grown and evolved as human beings that actually we're not going to be angry at each other, but we just, we're, not, we're just not in a point where we gel and we complement each other. That's fine, right? Well, I think it all comes down to discernment. Yeah. Discerning, you know, who is this person? Do they have capacity? Mm. Um, can I push and push and try and try mm. and not to the point of over try? Mm. Can I still let them try as well? And yeah, it's, it's really tough. Mm. Um, so I, I do think people need a process together. I, interestingly enough, I don't think it's usually fallouts over interests. Mm -hmm. You know, I like clubbing. Mm. <laughs> How about going clubbing and yeah. you still doing that? I think it's more when somebody really starts working on themselves and their relationships. Uh -huh. And so with relationships, there's a natural cycle of rupture and repair. Mm. And I think people worry that it's like breaking a plate. Naturally, we're going to hurt one another. That's True. what happens, True. right? True. But what what's different about relationships, it's not like a plate. When you chip a plate and they say you glue it back together, there's yeah. always going to be a weakness in the plate. Mm. With relationships, it's the opposite. When you can actually repair something fully, it's much stronger than it was before. The bond is much stronger. And so I think it's usually, it usually comes down to that is, can the person across from me repair fully with mm. me? Because now there's been a rapture, whether the rapture is distance or, uh, you know, something different, there's, there are differences about us. We've had, had different life experiences. Mm -hmm. Or we've had some type of fallout or we've grown apart. Mm. And can we actually repair it fully? And I think that's really tough when you feel like somebody can't do that with you. Oh, I like that. I like that. It's uh, 11.33. 7.02. Family Matters. 17 minutes now before 12 o'clock. Let's continue with our discussion on our Family Matters feature around modern friendships. We've got Rivka Hada, who is a clinical psychologist at the Wellness Evolution. Let's go straight to the line. Sia, you are calling from Pulsov. Good morning. Hey, Clement, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Yes, I made it through. This is my first 
first caller. Yeah, yeah. You read out, you've, you've read out a few of my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you that <laughs> Sia? Yes, Ooh, McIntyre. <laughs> guys, this Sia is so spicy. You must go check ah, him out on Twitter. I tell the truth. I tell the truth. <laughs> you do. Thanks for calling, man. Great to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, two points. I find it very interesting. Uh, it's Riska, right? Your, your mm. guest. Oh. Um, the mention of social media. So I went off social media like for the past nine years or so. I literally had to get back on just for work because I found it very toxic. And I'm that type of person that I'd rather interact face to face instead of just, you know, being on the phone. Yeah. So if we connect on social media, I'll quickly just say, look, give me your number. Let's meet up physically. Because mm. it, it, it does become like a bit of a farce. Um, and then secondly, what I do with my friends, and they'll tell you, whenever they come visit me, I'm strictly... Get off your phone. Oh, I like that. Like, be, yeah. be in the moment. Mm. Like, don't go sit in the corner and, you know, whoever you don't, you came to visit me. Mm. So, all attention here. And then what I do with my best friend is we set up at least one every two weeks. Video call, because uh, we live in different provinces. Mm. Video call. Um, and you know those conversations where you think it's going to be just a touch base 30 mm. minutes and it ends up being like a four-hour conversation because mm. I'm catching up on your whole life in the past two weeks. Yeah. And there's always so much to share. Like like you, like your guests were saying, like you were saying, like the day-to-day, yo, this is what happened on Tuesday and then this is what happened and like moment by moment. Um, so in a, in, a, in a modern space now... I mean, it's become very tricky, but I find like end of the day, I mean, you know yourself, you you know your sanity. Mm. So for myself, like I literally only have four people that I call friends. Everybody else is an acquaintance. Yeah. But I know those four people, if I pick up the phone now, it's three hour conversations. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that. But, but see, when you say you meet people on social media and then you take that, give me your number... Have you met friends on social media and you guys ended up having quite a significant relationship, um, I mean, friendship, I mean, where, I mean, it started off as just we were liking each other's tweets and, and retweeting each other, but now we are actually proper, proper, proper friends. Uh, I wouldn't say on social media, more, mm. more like, um, let's say you go out, by yourself and you meet somebody and then there's just that immediate connection mm. and you're just like ah this one we can get along okay. exchange numbers and hey man let's do drinks again next mm. week okay. and then three months three months later it's I mean like most of my friends that's how we met mm. Mm. drinks mm. and then hey I, I like your vibe we can click and then three months later you're like and click hi man this person yeah. No, they came into your life for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, now it yeah. makes sense. Ah, lovely. See ya. Thanks, man. A great contribution there. Uh, see ya from Paul. Stuff. Wow, right? Yeah. That's interesting. Two things I picked up from that. One, you know, get off your phone when you come to my house. Um, I ho- I recently hosted friends, and when they arrived, I I told them we have an agenda. If I was cooking, and I said to them, we have an agenda. 
and I'm going to tell you, this is first on the agenda, we deal with this. We have to discuss, there was something controversial that happened and then they wanted us to discuss it. And the second agenda was, how are you doing? That's a question we ask each and every one of them. How are you? Mm. And then you give them time, time, time. And then I said, we're not going to talk about work, you know, because most of them are in the same space that I'm in. How important is that, Rivka? Because sometimes even when we are with the friends, they're here on their phones. Yeah. Or we talk about work, work, work most of the time and we're not finding enough time to just gel and connect with each other. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's so important to, to set the tone and to communicate expectations. And I can see you and Sia are both quite similarly choosing health over convenience. Mm. You know, and, and that's it's a difficult choice. I think we make that choice many times during the day. Am I going to do what's convenient or am I going to do what's healthiest for me? I remember I worked once with a nurse and what she did is, at, I think at six o'clock at home, she would collect everybody's phones, put them in a box, put them to charge, and that was it. It was done for the day. Mm. But I think it's also important what both you and C are saying in terms of setting the tone and creating those boundaries and really communicating what you expect in a friendship. That this is, you know, there are all different kinds of friends. You can have fun friends, you can have friends where you, you know, your exercise buddies, and then you have your deep, meaningful mm. friends. Mm. Um, and I think it's important to set that tone to, because, you know, it's also about self-respect. Mm. I'm not going to sit here and watch you on your phone, you know, when we should actually, this is the time that we've mm. really, you know, set aside to be with one another, fully be. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't even need to be about talking. It's actually just being with someone. Oh, I like that. Just being there. Um, okay, more calls and WhatsApps. After the break, it's going up to 10 before 12. 7.02. Family Matters. Nine minutes before 12 o'clock. Let's go to some of the messages on the WhatsApp line. Uh, let's start with the voice note. Yo, Clement. It's funny that um, I was on a phone call about two hours ago with both my friends. So my friend recently lost her grandmother and none of us could go support her. So now um, we were trying to arrange this one weekend where all of us will be able to go to console her or have some sort of a dinner because we haven't managed to do that since early this year. So it's very difficult. I'm feeling so bad. So now I'm even beginning to think of going there by myself because it looks like there isn't any close weekends where all of us will be able to be um present or be able to console her or be with her just emotionally it, it's just a struggle life is just hectic mm. and busy unfortunately but i really really hope that she knows that we still there for her and we really love her and you know what yeah one one thing i've thank you for the voice note one thing i've, I've learned also is is that you do make time for the things you care about um, everybody is busy, um, and I think when you care about someone and people, I'm not suggesting you don't. Um, by the way, um, the listener who sent us a voice note, I'm just saying, um, when when something is so important to you, you make time for it, um, even if it means you're driving so late or early in the morning just to spend two minutes with that person, just to see and assure them that you're there for them. Um, it matters a great deal. Uh, Byron says, Clement, I live in another country. But I chat to my friends on WhatsApp every day. 
in multiple group chats. I've been away for four years now. And whenever I go back, it's like I never left. I don't have to plan any calls or anything. It's just natural. It sounds like too much effort to have to schedule talking to your friends. <laughs> and then another person says, Hi, Clement. I'm a jealous friend. You must come sit on my couch for days. I will reciprocate. Don't look at my social media and assume I'm okay. And you are now updated as to what's happening in my life. Please. That's what Tatleho says. Another person says, Clement, I love this quote while navigating life with my friends in this digital age. And it says, the quote, Electronic communication is an instantaneous and illustrious contact that creates a sense of intimacy without the emotional investment that leads to close friendship. Uh, Clifford Stahl, uh, Silicon Snake Oil, 1995. That's Shane from Pretoria sharing that quote with us. Another person says, Clement, my friend can only sustain a conversation when it's about uh, the latest movie release. (laughs) When you talk about something else, you can see his attention just drifting away. It's become so ridiculous. I don't talk to him about my life anymore. Even when you try, you can sense he can't wait to get back to his movies because I don't have many friends. I just deal with my own issues myself. I talk to myself. I need to. That's a message from Christian. Let me wrap up with this one. Hi, Clement. Regarding the friendship discussion, I honestly got tired of being the initiator with certain friends, especially planning holidays to catch up sessions. The problem also comes when the effort is one-sided. Hence, when it comes to holidays, I prefer to join travel groups on Instagram and meet strangers. That's a message from Gwen in Jobek. Right? You're nodding there. Sometimes there are friends who feel like, but I'm always initiating. Why must I always be the one that initiates? I think it is so hurtful and so disappointing when you feel like you're investing and there's no reciprocity. And what I often say is that it's like a Ponzi scheme. You know, you would never invest your money in a Ponzi scheme. And sometimes it takes us time to realize that certain relationships are like a Ponzi scheme for us. We're investing and investing. And I think therapy can really help figure out why do we do that when we can see that this pers- there's, there's no reciprocity, there's no... You know, this person's not investing in us or making time for us because it's very hurtful and it can be really damaging. Yeah, yeah. Rivka, as always, uh, you've been great. Thank you so much for making time for us. Rivka Hada, clinical psychologist at The Wellness Evolution. And thank you for sharing your own experiences as well around friendships. I hope we know better now um, and understand the need to build and create and maintain those meaningful friendship let's not just end with whatsapps and video calls and lunches at you know restaurants on fridays let's be active participants in each other's lives